Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What's going on, people? You're locked into Miles Bukowski, the podcast, and joining me is an artist who I see the potential just going crazy. You know what I mean? I see I you doing mad things right now. And obviously, you're in the UK. Is this first time in the UK as well? This is like third, well, third or fourth. Third or fourth time, okay. And you're doing a Red and Elite Festival this weekend. Yeah. And for those who are listening and not even looking at the title, we need the artists to introduce themselves to the people. Yo, what is up, y'all? Thank you for having me. But my name is Emil West. Uh, I make music. I do a lot of other cool things. But thank you for having me once again, man. Listen, bro, I'm happy to, happy to have you here because like, I've been following your music for quite a while. And I remember being on Overcast mm. randomly one day. OG day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ran- literally. That was back before I had locks. Before but, I had yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a whole different switch up back then. Yeah. And I remember just being on there and I was I was um I was chatting to Lil Spirit. Mm. And your video of trying was the Spirit. one. Spirit. Yeah. Spirit. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Bro, Spirit is Spirit Spirit is good people, Spirit. Really good people. Amazing, amazing, amazing artist. Like Yeah. Crazy. So shout out to him. That's cool. Man. Yeah, man. It was really good. And then I saw your video there. And I was like, let me click on that video. Let me, let me see what it's saying. And I was like, ooh, I see the potential. I can see you going far, bro. You feel me? And like now you're here, obviously doing festivals. Yes, sir. On the eve of dropping debut album. Debut. Album as Big well. Big debut. It's been crazy. The year's been looking good for you as well. Obviously kicked off with uh, Denzel Curry. Mm-hmm. And then you've dropped a couple of uh, tracks as well. Yeah. Like, I feel like before we even get into the debut album, let's just do a little history. Like a little recap. Yeah, man. So like, obviously you started music properly, what, 2020? Yeah. Like 2020 going by the Midwest name, like professionally, everybody yeah. knowing me as Midwest. Yeah. That's yeah. When, like easy 2020. So what, obviously Midwest is from where you live in America. Yeah. Like from your origin. From Indiana. Like, yeah. I live in Indiana, but I'm born in South Carolina. Yeah. I was born from, oh, well, I'm not born. I'm from South Carolina, but I'm from Indiana as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, Indiana is like one of the only states that I've been able to grow an identity with and actually feel like it's a home because mm-hmm. me and my family moved around a lot. Yeah. Like, especially yeah, just before we settled down there. Yeah. I mean, how is, obviously, every state you go to, there's mm-hmm. different culture, there's different things going on there. Yeah. Like, how can you still embrace, like, the, the Carolina culture? It's like, if I'm being honest, my manners, uh, my manners come straight from South Carolina, from yep. my parents, and uh, like my well-spokenness and like the way that I am and my attitude towards things, also from the South and from my family down there, and like, but from Indiana is like, 
my like that's why I developed like my personality and like who I actually was. It filled out like the idea in that little bubble of what or who Edgar was or who E3 was. You know? Yeah, yeah. Cause that's the thing, it's like we're gonna get to the whole E three conceptual mm, project yeah. a little bit. <laughs> but like who were you listening to then growing up? Because I know you're you're still what, twenty? Yeah. So you're still Yeah, I'm twenty, I'm twenty. Yeah, so you're still young, you're chilling. Yeah. Um so I'm you're feeling m- old though, I'm not gonna lie. Wait, how old do you feel though? That's bro, I feel old as like I feel old as hell, bro. What's, what's old for you? You're gonna hurt somebody who's no, no, no. Right old for me. I don't think any. I, I don't think any soul on this earth is truly old. I like that. Yeah. I don't think anybody is old. I think that people just have experienced. Everybody has yeah. a different experience in life. Like an 80 year old person has experienced so much more than a 20 year old person, and I respect 80 year olds yeah. more for that than a 20 year old person. I respect that, but 80 year old is old. Yeah, <laughs> no, that is, trust me, but man, how 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 big is how big is how old is um how old is Big Mom? 102. Ooh, okay. yeah, like. But she has stories on stories, and she is yeah. a walking textbook of just history in the greatest way, not yeah, in a bad yeah. way, not, not, not in a negative way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not no, in a negative listen, way. Listen, anyone who's 102, that's an encyclopedia of knowledge. Yeah, that's, literally, yeah, yeah. literally just a, a textbook of just stories and great energy, especially for her age. She just lights a room up whenever you're in it with her, and it's just... Seeing that, like, bro, it makes you it makes you not want to care about age. It makes you not want to yeah. care about anything. Because, like, to me, I think that, yes, everybody cares about age. Yes, everybody, like, talks about it. It's a little unprofessional and a little rude sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah. culture-wise, for you to bring it up and talk about it. But it's something that, like, a lot of people let dictate too much. Mm. Like, I, I know a bunch of 14-year-olds who are as mature and doing as much as some 30-year-olds I know. That's true. But I, sometimes it's the life experience, though. Mm-hmm. Like... You're, you can be 14 and do certain things mm-hmm. but by the time you get to 30 mm-hmm. you've kind of experienced life in a different way so you can look back at those actions yeah you look at those like, actions and judge yeah. it differently I'm saying like I just turned 30 yeah, no, so that's, that's, that's why I'm looking at it yeah. from that perspective I'm like, yeah you're looking at it yeah. from like more of the reflection standpoint yeah, yeah, when yeah. at the time it was more of like a you're doing it doing it standpoint exactly like, you don't really think anything else of it exactly mm-hmm. so yeah so who were you listening to then when you were growing up who uh, was the, the key people that kind of key the, people yeah. okay I'll tell you key people SoundCloud Big, 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 yeah, big yeah. influence on me. Uh, same thing with Monster Cat, the YouTube channel, the EDM YouTube channel. Yeah, I used to be on there listening to Pegboard Nerds, Skrillex, um, Mr. It wasn't Sad Chill, but uh, I'm thinking about who, who, um, oh my god, I can't think of it. It's this, but it's I've just listened to so many EDM channels on yeah, there, yeah. like it was, oh, it's Mr. Suicide Sheep, I think, mm. or something like that. I think that's what it's called, yeah, yeah. um. But I was listening to him and like so many of these different EDM like trance like all this like really experimental stuff, especially for the age I was listening to. Everybody my age was listening to like Macklemore and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like you know, <laughs> you know they were listening yeah, to like yeah. stuff that was like more the pop stuff yeah at the, the stuff you heard on yeah. the airwaves. Like you didn't hear anybody listening to any experimental stuff and like like what SoundCloud bread allowed me to find so much of a of a community of just so many talented people that was just so unseen. Yeah. And like, bro, like one of the people I pride myself on finding early is like X. Mad. I found X on SoundCloud when he had had, before he had even done his split hair, before mm. he had even done any of that, he had short blonde locks. Oh, mad. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like, he was, from he the black, going the by, black he was, and white face. Yeah, yeah, he, was yeah. Going by, he was going by heroin father then. He wasn't even going by X existence. Shh, and yeah. so I would, that was the first artist I ever seen in front of me blow up for real mm. same thing with juice world yeah both of them are artists i've been there from the start of mm. seeing and seeing them grow and seeing them become who they are and grow into their identity and who they are as a person yeah yeah. and like 
those are the things that like recently and like when I became an artist for real, yeah, those were the things that became the goal of mine, were to be at that level or to be that type of person to have that impact on those type of people. But listening yeah. to music wise, I'd say like um my mom had me listening to a lot of R and B. Okay. Um my dad was listening to a lot of hip hop. So yeah. on my R and B side, like TLC, Neo, Usher, um, Mariah Carey. Um, on my dad's side, you had uh Tupac, you had Kanye, you had Nas. Uh and then but from that, from yeah. my dad showing me music like Kanye heavily because mm -hmm. my dad was on Kanye. Yeah. He had the like I remember going through the CD collection upstairs in the playroom, like of my crib, looking through all the collections of CDs that my dad had had over time. Yeah. And bro, he had one of the Barry Bond CDs. <laughs> what? Like the like it's like this purple one. Like but you, I barely can find a photo or like a video of it yeah, anywhere. You go, but you it's go like try it's, it's red. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. me? But it's like and I found that and I was like, yo, I didn't even know Pops had this. Yeah, yeah. Also keep in mind, I'm a big, like, like, I'm a big, big, big fan of Kanye mm -hmm. and what he especially did from the circumstances he was in. Yeah. Because yeah. he shifted an entire narrative about him being a producer, yeah. him being something else, into being one of the most pivotal and known black artists of just our generation. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he bro, changed yeah. he changed hip hop in a way that like I think I was trying someone the other day about mm -hmm. the whole rap battle between him and fifty seven who sold who's gonna sell the most albums. Yeah. And ever since that day, I feel like music's just the landscape has just changed so much. It has, bro, and it constantly changes. It's constantly evolving. Yeah. Like everything too, not just mm -hmm. small things. Like bro, um with him bro, it started to become more you know how many people could relate to him how many people can sit there and be like yo especially like a kid like me like bro that's why i like like kanye and childish gambino kanye's from the suburbs mm. like he's a and, and he made that a uh, known oh, thing yeah, yeah. He, he made that a thing yeah, like, yeah. He, bro and that was one of the things that people held over his head mm. for the longest because everybody else in the game was a gangster rapper or doing all of these things from and in the like, east, yeah and it's like bro you don't even have to do that in order to showcase that you're talented there's so many other avenues that you can express that in but yo guys but like these people decided to express it that way yeah, yeah and it's like that's the craziest thing to me because you never saw anybody challenge the norms of what hip-hop was and mm. back in the day especially in that time period like he did yeah, yeah. and like he did so many different things like and also just produced so many crazy songs like i don't think people understand that but also when you talk about kanye that conversation also has to come up about pharrell yeah the Pharrell's nerd influence on the culture like yeah and in places that you don't even expect yeah neptunes yeah. like all of those like the influence that all those things have you would have never expected those things to be somebody's influence or be like something that somebody listens to that would make like the music that people are making now but i know artists who make entirely different music in different soundscapes than those things but like, yeah kanye like I, bro i have a my friend contra dash mm -hmm. he loves pharrell but he makes pop music yeah i was gonna say and it's like you yeah, feel me like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is i think people know how to extract like maybe like a pop synth mm -hmm. out of a pharrell record mm -hmm. because he's worked on so much anyway yeah so like even you could like something completely left but mm -hmm. if you're hearing whatever's in the contemporary space you can just work with it yeah and you can sample it and we're in the age where everything's getting sampled now oh anyway. my god trust me bro i'm i'm, I'm one of the people bro yeah. i sampled uh hey i can't get sued for this but hey, i sampled <laughs> um on SoundCloud, bro, my first like music video, I actually shut down and like had my friend shoot for me. Mm. Also, keep in mind it was on a Canon touchscreen. It was my dad's. Um, no, no one's gonna come see but, you. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, But uh, it was um, it was Trouble by Taylor Swift. Mm. I sampled that and like, 
my friend Ellen and Vinso, uh, my friends produced it, and they added like this synth and just 808s and hi hats to it. Yeah. But it was just a pound, the pound, the pound, pound, the pound, the pound, pound, the pound. Just literally that, yeah, yeah. that that guitar section, and I sampled it. And then like a big thing for me at like yeah, yeah. during that time was sampling stuff. Like, bro, I sampled um, "Don't Stop" by Kesha on like a song with me and David Shawty and Youngster Jack. Yep. Um, Back in the day, bro, I've sampled like I've sampled a good amount of music, and and the art of sampling is an art in itself. Yeah, because like if you, if you get it right, yeah, if I you mean, get yeah. it right, like there's been some bad ones. Bro, bro, there's been some horrible. Yeah, ones. we won't like, name names. Unless we, you we, don't, we, don't, we don't have to name names. We don't have to name names. We don't have to name names. But there have been some, definitely some samples that have been like, what? Yeah, like why would you do that? Yeah, and it's, but it's also it makes it cooler when somebody does it right. Like for example, look at the look at Alchemist. Yeah, the Alchemist, like Alchemist beats and like Doom beats, MF Doom beats yeah. and Flying Lotus beats. Those DJ are beats yeah, that sample yeah. correctly. Yeah, yeah, Madlib beats. Those are beats that sample correctly. Like the stuff that <laughs> it's not a sample. You're not really trying on the sample if half the sample is just half of the song. Yeah, yeah. and nothing's changed about it. Mm. You can identify it off rip. Then you're not really sampling. Yeah, true. I mean, we we speak about so many different artists as well, mm -hmm. and of course, with your sound, it's like a clash of so many different genres mm -hmm. it's like a it's like a i'm trying it's like it's like a beautiful chaos okay, of sound like, yeah, like, yeah. like a beautiful chaos of audio that's i think you need to have that written somewhere <laughs> just there's everybody knows exactly <laughs> how know, it is you feel me yeah, yeah yeah so like where does the rock influence come into it then because obviously oh, when, we yeah. to, when we listen to your music and we go through these projects mm -hmm. like you can see the growth and the maturement over time yeah yeah but we also hear the, the different you can hear like you know for example like sliden You've got like the hip hop influence. Yeah. You can tell that's where it is. Mm -hmm. But on other tracks, you can hear, definitely hit rock mm -hmm. more so. So where does that come from? Uh, I really, really, really like those types of like, just like that. Like, like if I'm being honest, I listen to a lot of music, like a lot of music. Yeah. And seeing stuff in the live space and seeing songs in the live space has made me appreciate like so much stuff even more mm -hmm. and especially with like rock music or hard or metal music like i was listening to like x was a big influence for going that direction along with blink 182 yep. along with um 21 pilots and also a little bit of um a little bit of travis barker in there too okay. just because like individually on his own when he started to do all of those little songs with everybody yeah, like, yeah. when he did like when he's when he's drumming on willow stuff mm -hmm. he was drumming on x's stuff like that's when it was like even peep bro like little peep especially because yeah. like you were seeing people blur the lines in between what they knew as conventional hip-hop and conventional trap music and yeah. conventional rap music and throwing in that rock inspiration or throwing in those grunge inspirations like x was screaming on songs like you listen to one minute with kanye that's mm. an entirely different x than you have on moonlight yeah you know no question mark at all like and to be able to have that duality, I think, was one of the things that's like made me want to sit down and never rule out doing something because mm. as soon as you do that, you're you're confining yourself. Yeah. You're putting yourself in a box when you don't have to do that. Yeah. And you can break out of that box actually mm. if we're being so for real. Do you miss the like the height of the SoundCloud era? Where any, literally anybody could just post something. And, and then go, go crazy, yeah. Whereas as now, long as yeah. it had the right story behind it, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, I, like I'd say, like the perfect, perfect example of the uh, 2016 class XXL. Mm. Everybody on that list, yeah. Along with the class, 
I think it was 2017. That was like yeah. Ugly Guy, Playboy Cardi. I think anything X. from like 15 to 17 yeah. was like the peak the of peak, SoundCloud. Peak, like, yeah, yeah. Like peak of it. Like, bro, I just miss those days because, bro, um, so many people are just nowadays, it's nothing organic being made mm. a lot of the time. A lot of the time it's people trying to go for a specific sound or a niche sound because that sound is blowing up yeah. or that sound is something that's popular. They're not doing it because they love it. They're not doing it because they're in love with the art. Yeah. They're doing it because they know it'll make them money. <laughs> listen, some people are chasing about you. Listen, listen, if you're old- And there's nothing wrong ahead. with doing yeah. that, but it will take away from your passion and yeah, the yeah, love yeah. of music that you have at the end of the day because yeah. it'll make it seem like, oh, yeah. I only care about the bag. You know, yeah, like, yeah. It's the only things that matter. Well, okay, how far would a bag get you in life? How Wait, far would a bag know, get if, you in life? I ain't even that me? bag and I keep making the same record, someone's <laughs> gonna like it. Literally. <laughs> nah, but I hear what you're saying though. It's like, at the end of the day, you kind of need to be authentic with it because eventually someone's gonna be like, yeah, nah, we're not trying to hear that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. End of the day, bro, your favorite artist, regardless of if they said it or not, has been told, has seen, or has been told that the music that they were making in that specific genre is not good enough. Mm or it's not cool, or it's not going to do well, it's not going to sell well. When in reality, people just have one dimensional minds. Yeah, They're not willing to understand that people can do everything or that they can put their, or they can put like all their balls in one bucket. Like they, yeah. they don't understand that they can, that you can be across the board. And like one of the main things with me is like, I wanted to show people, especially early on, yeah. I'm versatile. Yeah, like, yeah. I ain't never boxed myself in, but I had a song with Baby Tron and then I had a song with Breaking stuff like a couple months before. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's the duality of that. Yeah, yeah. And showing kids like, yo, y'all just need to understand that if you believe in yourself and you tell yourself, I want to be in this position, put the work in, take the time and do it strategically. Don't rush shit. Yeah. But it'll put you in that position. And then once you're there, you'll know what to do because you've been preparing for that shit your whole life. Yeah, yeah. But then I guess with that, there's, there's pros and cons. No, uh-huh. big pros. The pros is you're versatile. Everyone loves it. But then there's going to be some people that as you keep growing and you like your band keeps expanding, mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, but we miss. We miss the X, Y, and Z. Yeah. We miss the Hyperpop Edgar. We miss the Digicore Edgar. We miss the X, Y. Like, trust me, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's one of the things that's like, yeah, it may suck to yeah. hear people say that. Yeah, it may say anything like that. But at the end of the day, Hyperpop Edgar was just as much in those back in action 3.0 songs mm-hmm. than I was in Better Look Next Time. Yeah. The only thing that changed and that was different was the fact that I was just singing and acting in a different way. Yeah. On a different beat. The exact same person made all of those things. Yeah, yeah. And same thing, and that's why I try to tell people, y'all say this, but I'm still the exact same person. Yeah, yeah. Still the exact same head side, like like exact same mindset as I did then. Yeah. Exact same producers I still do then. Like yeah. I am still doing the exact same things y'all are critiquing me for. Yeah, yeah. But y'all just don't see it. And that's what people do to try and make it feel like that they were that they're different from people. They'll be like, bro, all those OG people who see an artist, but yo, I was on him before he blew up, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, oh, I hate that he blew up. And people be getting mad when people blow up. Yeah, now. It's, it's crazy. Bro, no, no, no. There's yeah, like a perfect yeah. example. I saw people where I, um Lancey Foe's song, uh, Lancey or Lancey, yeah, blew yeah. up on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I saw the craziest Twitter discourse about it, bro. <laughs> they're like, uh, oh, so Lancey's on TikTok now. All right, he's washed. And it's like how does Yo. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because an artist is getting a bigger platform and a bigger name for themselves, mm. they're washed. Just because you can't enjoy yeah, yeah. them individually. You know, people are selfish, though, innit? Yeah, people, people, people. people want it to be like, oh, yeah, I know about this artist. <laughs> Let me tell you about the artist. Like, it's, like, yeah, yeah. People try to get it all. And, and, yeah, no, they, they just want to have the bragging rights because it's like, yeah. 
they want to be able to seem like they have access to something that nobody else does. And it's like, okay. Well, Spotify's there, Apple Music's there. Yeah, so bro. Like, nothing like, I can't look at what you're listening to right now and then get hit myself. Like, yeah. And it's just crazy that people have a whole attitude shift, especially when people's like, audiences change. Like, look at, for example, um, bro, um, when X had even dropped Question Mark, mm. or not even that, when he had dropped 17, people loved that album. And then he dropped Question Mark. And people started People were like, moving it's away too from all it. over the place and all of these things. And it's a per- but they didn't understand that that was the whole point of it. Yeah. He was in a different he, space, though. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. Like, but he also got love for that album, too. And that's yeah, the yeah. stuff that's like, bro, when you take that risk, you will get that reward. But you'll also get feedback. You'll also get flack. Like, bro, I tell my fans this all the time. When I drop Better Luck Next Time, mm. it had such mixed reviews. Mm. Amongst my fan base, amongst the people that listen to me, but over time, as soon as I started to make music straying away from it or making something different, people went back. People went back. Yeah, they re-listened to it. New ears. Next thing you know, we missed the better look next time, Edgar. Just from the exact same person who said that I need to rap more. People confuse sometimes. And people can confuse, yeah, yeah. and it's because like, but I think that's a beautiful thing and a beautiful problem to have is people battling on what version of you they fuck with the most. That's true. Because that should show how talented you are. Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean. Talking about all the projects and everything that we've got aside, let's bring it to the one that let's comes out. Let's bring it to E3. So, it's not, we're not talking about the expo. We're not talking about the games or anything like nope. that. We're talking about the debut album from Midwest. So, why are you dropping it now? And what's all the experiences that you've had in the last couple of years giving you to the point that you can um, drop this tape? Two big questions. I know. Take I'm going to be so frank with you. Um... A lot of people haven't seen it like publicly, but privately behind closed doors, my life has been a mess. Like my mental has been all over the place and like I've been self-sabotaging myself, OD. And it's just been a hard time for me. It was just a hard time, especially in that period, even with me starting this album, to feel like I had an identity with who I was as a person. So going into this project, it was already going to be a heavy project. Mm. <laughs> and talking about the things that I talked about, which is just like mistrust, relationships, and things that made me view love and overall just love and all the all the beautiful yet dangerous sides of love. Like yeah. things you don't see, things you take for granted, things you don't understand. Like all of those things are things that I had to sit down and face for once because for my whole life I had the problem of running away from problems that I always would put off for myself I would always never want to be accountable for things because I was scared of what the consequences would be Mm. but making this album sitting down and understanding that this is the reason I started music was for me to vent like music was my therapy before I'd even understood what therapy was (laughs) like uh, reason why my old music was so like crazy was the fact that all of what I said like I'm trying I really was trying to survive like mm. I really did feel that way I really didn't feel like I could be myself like and with this album bro it's just it's felt so good to be able to express the things I wanted to express and I have been going through in the right ways yeah. and do it musically and sonically and let that speak for itself instead yeah. of it being my words or instead of it being my attitude or like 
the way I approach things. So as you break down each record, yeah. Like, because obviously that's a lot of emotions, a lot, yeah. of, lot of things to be feeling mm-hmm. in that whole process anyway. Yeah. Like, where'd you even start with that? I was How'd just, you even start with that? I was like, um, just straight up, I wanted to, I sat down with my executive producer, Sophie, sat down with my engineer, Drew, um, and I was like, here's, here's like what I want to go where, like where I want to go with this album. And in that process, I sat down, I already knew I wanted to make it a reflective album. But I wanted people to understand and be able to feel the positions and the situations and the things that I put myself in so that they can understand and get an idea of what E3 and who E3 is. And even though I may be this person you see and this artist you see, mm. that doesn't mean that I haven't gone through these things. 100%. Yeah. And like, it's because I'm smiling and happy in my interviews and like yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff I do don't mean that's true, you know? Like, mm-hmm. And with this, I just wanted to be transparent i was going through bouncing around from like situationships to like situationships during this relationship and like with this album it's like seeing me grow it's seeing me become more of a myself throughout the process of making it. each track made me feel more and more whole you mm. know because i was in those booths bro. i was in the studio crying bro yeah. like but i had always wanted to make a body of work like i think that that's what's interesting and that's what's different from everything else is that it's not a mixtape it's not a compilation of songs that you just throw together it's yeah, not something yeah. that you just put on and like put on for background noise or static like I, each song was made with intent each song has a purpose each yeah. song has a direction it goes in and it complements the one before and after and you don't see a lot of albums a lot of rollouts anything of the sort with that Peter listen people be getting new albums and press the shuffle yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, they save like yeah. two songs from it and then after that that's the album to them yep it's not, literally you can't be doing that you can't do it bro and it's like look at all the great albums that have stood the test of time that have been bodies of work graduation look at my beautiful dark twisted fantasy look mm. at rodeo look at astroworld yeah, yeah now and look at just what previously came out utopia like, yeah yeah Look at all of the things that those artists did in order to make it be seen. It's not just, this isn't just an album. This is a world you're entering. Like, and I, and as of recent, I think the best person that's done it is like Tyler. Mm. Like, look at the Call Me If You Get Lost rollout. Like, all the videos were the exact, like, had the exact same feel to them. Yep. Still do, even on the deluxe. Yeah. Um, and that came all a whole the lot. Like, yeah, literally. Yeah. came a minute out yeah. afterwards. And then, like, his set, his set was based on like what he was talking about being in the water he had a boat on stage yeah like for his tour all of those things it's like those small things that people don't really realize can be things that connect your album he connected and he made those small minuscule things become something that you had to look at and you couldn't overlook it mm. those are details that you came in you're like hold on wait a second why Igor? He he's wearing suits for Igor. He yeah. didn't wear he didn't wear suits and, and a whole blown wig. Yeah, yeah, he had a whole wig on for Igor, but he didn't have that in the wolf hair. He he had the snapback on, like, yep. and it made you notice small things, things over time. Even with the Flower Boy rollout, like Tyler and Kanye both have just inspired me to live my truth. And yep. like, it's okay to be unique. It's okay to lean into your flaws, and it's okay to lean into the things that you fucked up and that you have messed up on. Because yep. at the end of the day. Those are the things that you learn from. Those are the things you grow from. Those are the things that make you who you are. If I didn't sit here and make the mistakes I did and actively make the mistakes I do, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be learning. Mm. I wouldn't be growing. I wouldn't have anything to... I wouldn't be anything I could be proud of. 
I would just constantly be at this standstill state of me being like, yeah, everything's cool, you know. Everything's <laughs> all you basically just lie, lying to people, lying to yourself, let alone lying to your fans. Oh you know what I mean? God, bro! But it just—it's crazy because this is coming from somebody who has lied their whole life, just out of yeah. like scaredness for mm. like literally just being heard and being seen that scared me so much to the point that i wanted to cover up everything because i didn't want people to have to worry about me or yeah. have to think that i was going through these things or have to or i was experiencing these things because i know that people were worried and scared for me but i didn't want to become that burden or that person yeah, yeah. in their life that made them feel like they had to constantly overwatch me yeah feel like they had to be around but i think that's, that's probably because you're not you're not being selfish yeah. you're being you're, you're probably thinking so much about other people damn and not thinking about yourself you know i never thought about it like that Open up new Bro, doors. you open over opening my third eye and, and such. Hey, listen, that's what we do here in the podcast, you know. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, situation though, like I feel from what you're saying that even though this is the debut album, yeah, you're closing a chapter of your life, hundred percent, and you're going into a new one. Yeah, I mean, I'm about to turn. I, I got to turn 21, man, and that chapter really gonna be closed. Oh, be a whole sure, adult, yeah. You feel me? Listen, like, if you was from the UK, be closed at 18, bro. You're I know. Wild <laughs> <in two> years. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But, man, yeah, I'm just, it's taken a lot for me to get to this point, bro. I'm still adjusting to certain things in this environment, man. Like, bro, literally, I was in college, like, a couple years ago. And I'm not there anymore. And I'm able to live doing the things that I've always dreamed of doing in my head and as a kid. Like, E3, the album has been something since I was 17. Like, a concept album since I was 17. I wanted to name... I wanted to name um, my first like EP when I was working like before I was even signed and I just was working with people. Like, yeah. The first time I came out to LA, I made this whole I made so many songs and I and I had it called E3, and I had that be one of the album names. Yeah, I, yeah. I had two album names, E3 and Safari Circle. Okay. Those were the two names, and both have really personal relevance to me. I'm not gonna get into the second one just because of personal reasons, but E3 was just such a vital, 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 vital thing to me because it was like if you look at like i'm gonna tell you, I, i'm gonna try and demonstrate to you how like my discography looks from my eyes because okay. this is how e3 fits into it e3 is that closing chapter after better luck next time in summer 03 like if you listen to summer 03 and listen to better luck next time back to back you hear the progression of me growing getting more comfortable but also being more sad and open about it and talking about it and e3 is like me addressing and feeling those things like in the healthiest way i have mm. out of those albums but i also address it and i name it and i talk about it in the right way i don't do it too much or too like i'm not too sad or i'm not over like i'm not overwhelmingly depressed on any of my stuff mm. <laughs> <laughs> like i'll just be so for real that's just how all my old stuff used to be yeah, but the thing is, that's fine, though. Mm -hmm. I know, because, you know, it's an accurate representation of how I'm feeling at yeah, the time. Yeah, And it's growth, but it's just, like, it's cool to see me grow from that because mm. I wouldn't have expected myself to be able to grow out of those things and out of those habits, but I did. And it's really rewarding to be able to put it into music and put it into something that I can use as an outlet for both kids grown-ups and people who can understand what i'm going through because you don't hear a lot of black kids be transparent about mental health no you don't at all not at all you don't really hear like people men yeah especially yeah. men like yeah. half the time men are conditioned to think that they have to be quiet and be masculine 24 7 and like bro 
people literally tweak out over the smallest things nowadays. Like, bro, you paint your you paint your fingernails, you paint your nails all of a sudden, yeah. you're like gay. Or like your certain things when well, that doesn't even matter. And I think a lot of people are conditioned to believe that whatever society's norm is is what is normal. When in reality, what is normal is what is normal to you. And people don't want to live the truth or embrace the things that make them them. But it's, it's peer pressure as well though. Isn't it? Oh on God. Oh on God is yeah. peer pressure. Cause people just be looking around to their friends and saying, "Oh yeah, this, <laughs> what, this is what I'm supposed to be doing." You know, like, you can't be doing this. You got to be a man. This is yeah, what it's you, like, yeah, what? Like, you're, like you're tweaking out. Like, yeah, yeah. but if you grow, you grow of age with that as well. With experience, mm-hmm. as I say, not age, yeah. no experience. No, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Because as you grow and develop, you kind of you see it and you're like, okay, it's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna pretend like I cry. I'm not gonna lie to you. But yeah. I can see when someone is like emotional about something, mm-hmm. people are a lot more understanding about things now. Yeah. Whereas they weren't before. Oh, maybe that's because of COVID. Bro. Maybe that's because people, everyone was a mess. In 2020 i think it's because yeah. bro i think the world has just suffered so much loss recently mm. across the board there's just so much negativity right now like we kind of need to have these conversations we kind of need to be together right now because bro the world is like a fucked up place right now mm. it's really messed up like there's bro like literally look at hawaii bro like yeah. hawaii and then the and then the uh Canadian wildfires before then, yeah, deforestation in the Amazon, been wildfires global warming, in there's so oh, many yeah. things, bro, mass shootings, like there's so many things that are issues in the world right now, but people want to care about painting your nails or talking about your emotions or being open, and it's like, bro, what are you doing? There are so many other things you could be talking about, but y'all want to call somebody out for expressing themselves, for being themselves. It's true. And we should be coming together to fix those things and find a solution for those things, and like, I think that's just I think I think it's just dumb. Like, yeah, people yeah. are doing that for what? But I think just people just doing it because people were the people. That's how I was thinking here. Valid. Um, we've gone through quite a few things, you know. I feel like we need to kind of just touch upon the album one more time. Let's do it before we before we wrap it up because I know you obviously you're here for Red and Least Festival. Yeah. So uh, are, the, are the people gonna be getting a sample of the new album? Um, what we said on this set list, I think so. Yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, they are actually, and this is actually also my first time playing a festival across o- overseas. Okay. So this is my first overseas festival. So. Yeah. I'm praying to give me a good impression. I've only heard great things about Reading and yeah, Lee, yeah. so so I'm not really I'm not tripping about anything. Listen, the British crowds are good because if they're bro, not, I've yeah. already known it. I saw uh, me and my friends watched uh, Yeet's wireless set. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Hey, the energy for that was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, bet. Wait till I touch down, cause I'm already knowing. But listen, make sure you got your crew there to just film it. Make sure trust you me, get your own reactions. You watch that back when you're on the plane. Me, trust me, bro. I'm I'm about to like. That's one thing that I've definitely taken for granted. I've done some really cool shows and I've done some really cool things, especially at the age that I was at and am at right now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't document some of them and like some of those. And that's like one of the biggest regrets. Of yeah. Like I have, but it's also like, bro, in those moments, bro. I felt like him. Like, I felt like <laughs> so him. you feel me? Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm him. Like, cause who was another like 19 year old, 18 year old that did like Lala in 2020? Like, like, mm. like, like, and, like, who did Lala? Who did Rolling Loud? Like, yeah. I'm making a lot of accomplishments at a really young age for myself. Yeah. But I'm not doing it for the fact of like, hey, I'm doing all these things. These are my accomplishments. I'm doing it for the fact to show people that you can do it. Like, and you're inspiring the next generation coming up now, bro. That's all that matters, bro. It's just so many kids are very like so many kids are so scared to step out of like that comfort zone that they've been conditioned to live in and be in because of 
their parents or their friends or social norms or things that they think about themselves. I felt the exact same way my whole life and until I started expressing how I really felt and started doing that in a way that I could actually feel was being seen and heard. Mm -hmm. That's when things changed and that's when things actually started to be different. If you don't work towards that or do anything for that, you're not going to do anything and nothing's going to grow, nothing's going to come from it. And that's why I'm so happy to put out E3 because this is the first time, there's so many firsts on this album for me. It's mm -hmm. like, first time recording with the engineer for a whole project without besides tracking myself and just getting it mixed that's crazy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a lot of trust there's a lot of trust <laughs> very yeah, much yeah. a lot of trust but i have the perfect team to trust like shout mm. out to Jude drucker shout out to sophie gray um best like those are my dogs like genuinely because they sat there and they wouldn't let me take mediocre or mm. decent for an answer they got those those parts out of me that i didn't want to talk about they got yeah. those areas out and they helped me tweak things that i didn't even know would be a difference in the way that i was making songs yeah, yeah. but they tell me that and i see it in a whole other perspective they tell me it's like they tell me like for example it's like that two plus two equals 22 to some people <laughs> but to me it's four you yeah, feel yeah, yeah. me yeah and i felt like that was one of those moments where i was like i didn't think that it could be 22 i've always thought it was four yeah, yeah. but they show me it was they it could some, be 22 yeah, you know what i mean like pythagoras quadratic equation no for real bro yeah, like a square a square b square yeah boy, like, some x yeah yeah literally <laughs> but those things are just like with the album too it's like it's also just um not my longest but it actually is my longest body of work 12 tracks 12 tracks and like i have three minute tracks two minute tracks on here and like mm -hmm. i've never done that all my songs, you're usually relatively short. Yeah, about two, two and a half, yeah. <laughs> two and a half, I, I, I like that though, because sometimes you're in no, and out. It's just, yeah. it's in and out. Like, yeah. it's literally, I don't do too much, I don't do too less. I yeah, just yeah. write them out. But the thing is, I like this because it looks like you're showing your, like the world. No features too. No features. Yeah, I was going to talk about the whole Denzel Curry, why is he not on there? That's what's yeah. fire, but. Oh no, that, yeah. I don't want to say anything. Oh, I don't want to surprise. I, I don't want to ruin surprises. So E three deluxe, cool, bro. Yeah. Hey, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like that. But then also, there might be a little special guest appearances on the album itself. Okay. So okay, we'll see. So uh, you just gotta listen closely, people. Mm -hmm. September the first. Yeah, big September first. You need to listen. There might be some surprises on there. There might be some uh, things along the way. Might be some surprises. Might be some. Some amazing surprises, even. <laughs> but listen, Midwest, I appreciate you today, man. I appreciate you for chatting to me. Of course. And uh, let's do this again soon when you're next back in the, no, U let's do in it. the UK. Every time, bro. Let's do it.